KMTT. Today is Wednesday. Tet. Tet Tammuz. And today's shiur is in Masechet Brachot, Halacha V'Avagada. This is Ezra Bik, and I'll be giving the shiur. Uh, I am personally still in South Africa. Through the marvels of modern technology, this shiur is going to be delivered in any event. But uh, by necessity, it'll be perhaps... Uh, somewhat shortened and in any event there will not be a Midrash Yomi the daily Midrash afterwards but for the Shir in Berchot the Gemara says on Daf Yud Amar Rabbi Yossi Bachanina Mishum Moloza Ben Yaakov Al Yamod Adam B'makom Gavoa V'yitpalel Ela B'makom Namuch person should not stand on and Avin on a high place but in a low place and daven in a low place. As it says, Pasuk we're all familiar with from Tehilim, from the depths, I called to you, God. Person should not daven on top of a chair or on a bench or in any other high place. But you should daven in a low place. Here, the writer adds a reason. For there is no highness. The, the word, in, if I was translating the word out of context, and out of this context, I would say there is no haughtiness. But the word gavo means high. You should not have it in a high place. There is no highness or haughtiness before God. I call to you from the depths. Another pasuk. Tefillah la'ani ki ya'atof That tefillah the, the proper tefillah is tefillah As appropriate to the poor man To the pauper Ki ya'atof Who wraps himself in his one uh, single garment And calls out and calls out for help Okay, so we have a halakha here That one should not happen on a high place But on a low place And Examples. One should not stand on a chair or on a bench in Daven, but only in a low place. The Rambam quotes this halacha in Perikei of Hilchot Tefillah. I want to first introduce Perikei, because it's important. The Rambam Perikei has a list of things that are important for Tefillah. They're not ma'akev, meaning that if you didn't do them, you don't have to Daven again. But this is the way Tefillah should be. Perikei. Halacha Aleph begins. Shemona devarim tzarichem itpalel yizaher b'hen v'la asotan. There are eight things that a someone who daven, someone who prays, should be careful to do them. V'mayad achuk or nenas if he couldn't. Oh she'avav v'la asot. He just didn't do it. Ein ma'akvin. They do not ruin. They don't invalidate the tefila. And one of those eight things is called in the Rambam tikkun hamakom. It's important because the Rambam Nisparek has taken halachot spread out all over the early prakim of Masachet Brachot and organized them into categories which he himself has designated. In other words, it's, the Rambam here isn't merely quoting. He's, he's done an organization of various halachot and the category that we're dealing with is called tikkun hamakom, uh, fixing the place. In other words, there are, to, when you daven, you should daven in a place that's appropriate and not a place that's inappropriate. So what is the appropriateness of the place? Tikkun makom, halacha vav, tikkun makom ketzad, ya'amod makom namuch. 
the appropriate place to daven is in a low place. The Ram continues, other lachot which do not concern us now, you should face the wall, and you should open up windows, different halachot. In Lacha Zayin, he returns to our halacha, Lo yamod makom gavoa shlosha tfachim o yotel v'itpalel. You should not daven in a place that's three tfachim ha. Here the Ram adds a definition for the height. What is a high place? A high place is something that's more than three tefachim high. Tefach is a hand's breadth, the the width of of, of, uh, of your fist, four fingers without without a thumb. Three tefachim, anything more than three tefachim is considered to be a high place. Uh, the Achorim explain there's a general rule that three tefachim, a distinction in height, a bump that's less than three tefachim high, is not considered to be a bump at all. It's just it's just the way the ground is shaped. As uh, these halachot which don't necessarily apply here, all kinds of places in Sukkah, in Erevin, in Shabbat, anything less than Tfit Pachim is basically considered Alpidin to be flat. Because nothing is purely flat, so there are always little bumps and, and depressions. And Tfit Pachim is the shear, is the uh, amount which defines the flatness of a place. So if it's only three, less than Tfit Pachim high, you're not in a high place at all. More than Tfit Pachim, the Ramam says, that's what the Gemara meant by a high place. As lo yamud makom o yoter. Should not stand on something which is three or more tefachim high and daven. Below al gabei mita, below al gabei safsal, below al gabei kisei. Nor on a bed, bench, or or chair. I continue in the Rambam. Hayab binyan gavor. If he was standing on a high place, im yeshbo alba amot al alba amot. If it's four amot by four amot, it's two meters by two meters. Large. It's more than four square meters large. Shehu shiur habayit. This Amount four amot by four amot is the minimum definition of a room. Normally calls a house, but the word house here means a room. For instance, in Hilchot Mizuzah, what room requires a mizuzah? One that has a minimum of four amot by four amot. If the room is smaller than that, doesn't need a mizuzah because it's not considered to be a living room, a room in which people live. And and, and there's other halachot as well. That are based on it is sheer in kolat akula alba mot alba amot. So if you're on a high place, but it's more than four amot by four amot, it's okay. Harei hu kaliyah v'mutalit palelbo. So it's not a high place. He says it's like it's like it's like an attic. It's like it's like the second floor. In other words, a high place has to be a high place relative to something else. Otherwise, you you couldn't dive in in any place which there is a hundred miles away a place that's lower. A high place is one where you stand there, you feel elevated to the general surroundings to which you're found. If it's more than four amot, the general surroundings to which you're found is this second story. And therefore you're not high relative to your general surroundings. So what, what defines the general surroundings? It has to be at least four amot by four amot, which is an entire room unto itself. If the high place you're standing on has a wall around it, a fence around it on all four sides. Although it doesn't have the minimum shear of four by four. It's also okay. Again, it's, Imam says the highness, the haughtiness of the place is not, is not, is not prominent. It's not recognized because the fence around it defines this as a Rishut Le'atzmo as a place unto itself. So you're not in a place and above it. You're in a place that has zero, zero. That's the height of this place is 
the, the mean height of the place is the, where you're is where you're standing. So that could be compassed by one of two ways. Either making it relatively wide, not so wide, but four out by four out, so it's a whole place unto itself, or by putting up walls around it, in which case the outside environment doesn't exist anymore. So we don't have four by four here, but this is where we are. There is no other relative point to compare it to. So this is how the Rambam explains this halacha, and halacha lemais, the Rambam's additions are very, very important. For instance, in most shuls, in surely in all Ashkenazi shuls, there is a bimah. There is an elevated portion, we call the bimah, in the middle of the shul, and the chazan sometimes davens from there. So the truth is, the chazan doesn't usually daven from there. In, in normative Ashkenazi minhag, chazan davens from the amud, which is in front of the shul and is not elevated. The bimah is elevated, and that's for kriyat Torah. Um, and the question really arose for various reasons sometimes people wanted the chazan to daven from the bima because since the amud is in front of the shul and the bima is in the middle so sometimes in very large shuls it was hard to hear the chazan in the front and therefore the request arose maybe he should daven from the bima so if we ignore the political religious political ramifications of any change in the Beit Neset that was in the 19th century the rise of reform in Germany. Any change in the normative practice of Beit HaKneset uh, gave rise to considerations of public policy and anti-reform policy and, and there's a whole war of how to protect traditional Judaism. If we ignore that consideration, the question is, can Chazan Daven in the middle? So Daven in the middle, in fact, has a very, very good source. The Rambam thinks the Chazan should always be in the middle. second question is, what about Daven on a high place? Because Bima is is raised. So Allah Maisa, there are a few reasons why it could be permissible. Two of them are listed in the Rambam. If the Bima is more than four amot by four amot, and they almost always are, again it's only two meters by two meters, so then it's not a high place anymore. He's diving on his place. Secondly, if there is a fence around it, very often but not always, the Bima would have some sort of a of a banister or a fence which might be considered to be a mechitza so that also would permit it there's another heta very found in mentioned by Ben Manoach that treats this whole halacha from a psychological perspective and this is very is an important point Ben Manoach said the, the problem with daven in a high place is someone who wishes to daven on a high place because perhaps he wants to be closer to God it's a bit illusionary. It's delusionary. But that's why he wants to daven in a high place. And so that's that's wrong. But if he's daven in a high place because he wants other people to hear him, because he's the chazan, so that's okay. The, the, the psychological distortion of being high and elevated, Hashem, I pray to you from the depths, I don't pray to you from the heights, it doesn't apply because he's not Dominating from the heights, in other words, psychologically, he's not dominating from the heights. His soul is not is not enlarged and enhanced and exalted because of where he's standing. He simply wants people to hear him better. So all these things were quoted to Allah Chazim to Darwin if there was a need from the from the bima. Uh, the last point about the psychological nature of the lacha is I will return to in a second. Uh, I think that's our main topic for understanding this halacha. On this Rambam, there is a hasaga of the Ravid. There is a critical comment of the Ravid. The Ravid writes as follows. The Rambam said, Lo yamad makom gavoa. 
He's going on the entire Rambam, I'm including the second part. That if there's a fence, or if it's da 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 da, then it's okay. If it's four by four, it's okay. Amar Avraham. The Ravid critiques. Amar Avraham. Avraham said, that's the Ravid. Ubechlalze, im yachol lereid lamata ulitpalel, yereid lamata viyitpalel. The Ravid appears to be saying, that although the Ramam is correct, that if there is a wall around the elevated place, or if it's four by four, one can dive in there, but if you can go down, it's better to go down. Now he's saying, you're right, but it's still better not to. One can dive in a high place, but one should make an effort, even so, to dive in a low place, even if it's dollar or dollar. So there's no question as to whether or not the Ravid is disputing the Rambam, the Rambam disagrees with this, or whether the Rambam would also agree, and then, and then it, it's, it's very unclear because the Ravid is so, he's so terse, and, and, and you don't know exactly what word he's referring to, and, what, and, and does he really think that, he's, that the Rambam is disagreeing with him, or he's just adding a comment that, you know, I, I still think it's better to go down. In any event, what is the Ravid really saying? If it's okay, it's okay, but it's not okay, it's not okay. Why should we make an effort to dive in a low place? Especially since given the spell which we explained, there is no low place here. I mean, if, if, if we're davening, let's say, I'm, I'm davening in, in, in Yeshivat Haaretzia. The Beit Midrash is on the second story. Should we, should we go downstairs? And if you're davening in a shul that's on a hill, so we should, all, we should move the shul to the bottom of the hill? If you can, I'm not saying you have to do it, but if you could, im yachol, if you had the opportunity, if you have to go to one of two shuls, so you should dive in a shul in the valley, not down in the hill. The whole idea was, you know, the whole world has high points and low points. The question is, if you're in a place, you should not be in the high place of that place. And as far as I explained, that Dawud al-Dawud is a place unto itself, as the, as the Ramam said, Rashut la'atzma. So why should one go down if one can? What does the Ravid really mean? A comment on the Rambam. The Rambam, as I pointed out, split the Salach into two. In Avachavav, he wrote, Tikkun HaMakom, Ketzad, Ya'amod, Makom Namuch. The appropriateness of the place is that you should have it in a low place. In Avachazayin, he said, Lo Yimod, Makom Gavor. You should not stand on a high place. Obviously, the opposite of a low place is a, is a high place. It's possible, though, that there really are two slightly different halachot here. The continuation of halacha vav, you should daven in a low place, he said you should open up windows, and you should have a makom kavua, you should have a set place, we talked about this uh, a few weeks ago, and you should not daven in a room, and you should not daven in the back of the shul, or outside the back of the shul. Different, uh, different halachot. The last one is, you should not sit next to someone who's davening. I mentioned this one specifically, I think all the halachot I mentioned here, but this one specifically, they don't actually define architecture. They define how you daven. I think there might be two halachot in the Rambam. One is that certain places are inappropriate for tefillah. Another one is, certain places make you inappropriate for tefillah. In other words, a high place is inappropriate for tefillah. 
But a person should also daven in a low place. Daven in a low place isn't that the low place is more appropriate than a high place. It's that when you daven in a low place, you are davening properly. In other words, similar to what I mentioned before in the name of Rabbi Manoach, there are two different halachot here. One is the place and one is the psychology. High places are inappropriate. You tell me the same thing after all. Why is a high place inappropriate? Because it has a psychological effect. That's true. But halacha clearly defined the high place is inappropriate. But then there's another halacha that a person should daven with shiflut. A person should daven with a psychology of self-belittlement, self-negation. And therefore you should seek, you should daven mima'amakim. And we all know, I think, that that pasuk, mimakim katich Hashem, the pshat, doesn't mean I daven from a low place. The pshat means, out of the depths I called out to you, God, means out of the depths of my soul, out of, out of, out of the, out of the night, out of the, out of the, the shallowness, out of the depression, in which I'm found, I call out to you, Most High God. What Chazal is doing is they're saying that geography and architecture and physical reflection is a outward manifestation and reflection and also a cause of the psychological uh, position that David HaMelech described in Mimakim Kratiha Hashem. I, I, I'm suggesting that there are two very closely related but different halachot and in fact I would say that even from the point of view of the drasha that's reflected in the two psukim. One is Mimakim Kratiha Hashem and now, ignoring what I just said is the pshat, but the drasha, you should daven from low and not high. Here, no place is mentioned. Tefillah is the tefillah of the pauper who wraps himself in his single garment. There's nothing here about place at all. What this is expressing is how one davens. You don't daven with haughtiness, with self-satisfaction, with, with self-confidence. You daven broken without anything to depend on. What is, what is the aniki atof? A man who has only one piece of clothing to his name to cover himself with. He has nothing that he can depend on. So who does he depend on? Avinu shabashamayim. Ein lanu elach, ela, lishain, ein lanu amil hishain, ela, ala avinu shabashamayim. So one alacha is find an appropriate place to daven. And the other one is, in one way or another, your tefillah should be anikiyatov. You should daven with the feeling that you are nothing and you have nothing and everything depends on HaKadosh Baruch So I think perhaps, I'm not sure, I think perhaps the Ramam has divided the halacha into two. One is, that's a psychological recommendation. It, it has applications. You should look for a low place to daven because if you daven in a high place, you're hot is going to be affected. So therefore, look for a low place to daven. That's similar to the halacha that says, don't sit next to someone who's standing in tefillah because you'll affect his tefillah and, 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 and open the windows. And, and it's a trick, so to speak, that we do to put us into the right frame of mind for davening. Halacha zayin is a more formal halacha. Certain places, basically for the same reason, I think it's a different reason, but certain places have been disqualified for tefillah, at least lechatechila, such as davening on top of a chair, on top of a, a bench, on top of a, a, a couch. Certain places are defined as being makom gavo. 
And so here the Ravid, again, I'm not saying the Ramam disagrees. Uh, many commentators say the Ramam would agree to the Ravid. But the Ravid is saying is that from the point of disqualification, then a formal, there's a formal way to save the place. If you have a place that is formally disqualified because it's elevated, more than three Tvachim, but if it's more than four by four, four by four Amot large, then it's not formally disqualified. Because someone who is standing there is technically not in a high place. But now there's a question as to, he has to ask himself, does it affect him? And the Ravid says, if you can, go to a lower place to daven. You're not davening in the wrong place. But if you look around, you're liable to get this feeling of elevation. I don't mean altitude elevation, but I mean psychological elevation. Am I elevated among, above other people? And for that, the Dalad al-Dalad, four Amut by four Amut doesn't help all that much. And having a Mechitza around you won't help that much either. If you're, if you're davening in a larger room and the Mechitza is more or less merely symbolic. I think we've all, or many of us have probably experienced this, that, you know, you could be in, you climb a mountain. And you're on top of the mountain. The mountain top is more than four Amut on four Amut. And maybe there's a wall. But we all know the feeling of, of grandeur, of magnificence that one imbibes when standing on a mountaintop in the Alps or the Adirondacks, or for those of you who have been to Everest, on the roof of the world in the Himalayas. I haven't done it yet. There's, I mean, we, we, we all know what, we, I think we all know what, what I'm talking about now. You, know, you get to the top of the mountain, top of the world, and you look down and... and you're filled with this, this magnificent feeling inside. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not talking about someone who when he gets up there thinks he's king of the world and therefore he's too haughty to daven because he thinks he's greater than God. Chas v'shalom, chas what about somebody like that? On the contrary, when you're standing on the mountaintop in the Alps looking down, if you have a religious personality, you might be filled with reverence for God. Because God has created all this. You're getting a view of God's world. When we're down in our little holes... So we only see the Alba Amot Misavid. We only see our own immediate four Amot. When you're on top of the mountain, you have a chance to see God's great world. And if you have the proper attitude towards God, you'll, you'll honor Him even more. But nonetheless, Chazal thought, that the fact that you think God is greater than you doesn't mean you can daven yet. You have to daven in a feeling of, of, of self-negation. Not that God is greater than me, but that I'm, I'm, I'm nothing. I have nothing. And for that, you should really feel that you're davening from a little teeny hole. It has less feelings of grandeur, less feelings of, of august and, and, and mighty and awesome relationship with the world. Anikiyatov. You don't expect the poor person who has only one garment to clothe him that he should be able to express great reverential poetry. He doesn't know what he's going to eat tomorrow. If you ask him, what are you talking about? He'll say, I'm hungry. As opposed to the poet who has climbed to the mountaintop looking over God's world could write perhaps a beautiful poem about God, a proper poem. The Vav of Salvechik used to talk about something I think similar in terms of Tikkun HaMakom. He talked about the difference between church architecture and shul architecture. There was once a suggestion in the 50s to build in the United States an a interfaith chapel for the army the question was whether the Jews should participate 
And so they thought to be a problem of, of a Bodhisattva would be in the chapel and they upside down, it's not a problem. The problem is, he said, basic, basic architecture. Christian churches are built to inspire you with grandeur. The nave, the apse, the sweep, the, the, the way it sweeps you up to the front, reaching up to heavens. You're supposed to walk in and feel, take a deep breath. And He says, but you know, shuls don't do that. Shuls aren't supposed to do that. To feel of the unikiata. You're not supposed to feel elevated when you're down. You're supposed to feel depressed. Depressed when you're down. And so, it could be that technically you're in a place which is Dawid or Dawid. Many years ago, 29 to be exact, I went on a teal, went on a little trip with some other, uh, I was in my 20s then with some uh, young men from the yeshiva we went to spend five days in Sinai in, in, the, in the Sinai desert camping out and you come to a mountain called Jebel Musa the mountain of Moshe which it's not our tradition there's a Christian tradition that that's how Sinai there's a monastery at its foot called Nabi Musa the prophet Moshe and uh, the, frankly the reason why they chose it was because it's the tallest mountain it's the tallest mountain in the area so Chazal said that Hasinai is not the tallest mountain, that it was one of the low mountains, for a given reason. But uh, it's a nice mountain. And so the, the custom is like this, you get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, it's a little bit hot in uh, the Sinai Desert in the summer, you get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, you climb the mountain. I don't want you to think that I did mountain climbing, there were, there were steps carved out into the mountain. And the monks had nothing else to do, they, they carved these steps up, a couple of thousand steps. And you climb up, you get to the top of the mountain, just before sunrise, beautiful. Uh, the sun is rising over the mountains, over the desert. The landscape is, is like from another world. You can see for, for, I don't know, hundreds of miles around. The sun rises. Yudavan Batikin. Yudavan, first thing, crack of dawn. So that's what we did. It was okay. It was muttered. There was more than four amot wide there. The feeling that you have when you dive in there is, I think, not tefillah la'anikiyatav. You have very reverential very spiritual feelings. Chazal didn't think that's the way you should have it. I think that's what the Ravid is saying. It could be, it's okay, but if you can, put yourself down. Look for a lower place. And I think the Ramam really does agree because that's the difference between Al-Khabab and Al-Khazayin. Al-Khabab says, Davin in a low place. Al-Khazayin says, you're not allowed Davin in a, in a high place. I should point out in conclusion that there's a, uh, there's another halacha that's been sort of tacked onto this halacha, quoted by the Beit Yosef, named the Mabi Abu Hav. He, Mabi Abu Hav wanted to know why he's relating to the Tur, but it's actually very similar to the Ram. In fact, he's based even on the Gemara. It says, you should dive it in a, a low place, not in a high place. Then it says, you should not dive it on a chair, bench, or bed. Well, what do you need these examples for? So the Mabi Abu Hav claimed there's a two different halachot here. One, you should dive it in a low place, not in a high place, because of the psychological attitude of true Jewish tefillah. Not someone who's moved by grandeur, but someone who is depressed by his total dependence, total lack of security that he has. He's not greater than anything. He's the smallest thing in the world when he davens. There's another halacha that if you daven on a chair, you simply will be psychologically disturbed because you're afraid you're going to fall down. Now, this is not tefillah anikiyatov. It's don't daven on a chair which is shaky. And 
even if the chair is not shaky, their feet are good, but a human being who's standing on a small chair uh, above the ground is going to have trouble with kavanah. There's a whole separate other halachot, and many halachot, which say that one has to die in such a way that will not be disturbed. And for that reason, one should not have an on a chair. So that basically, Maria Abu made this up, because in the Gemara it's clear that that's not the context. But it's called a halacha lemaisa, and for that purpose, it won't actually help unless it's, it's wide enough to give you a feeling of security. So it's different than the four amot by four amot. You should die in a place where, psychologically, you aren't worried about falling off it. You're far away enough from the edges that you can feel secure and not have to think about how I'm standing. Okay, so that's halacha lemaisa quoted in the Shulchan Aruch as well. Uh, although, frankly, it doesn't have a, a real basis, a contextual basis, in the Gemara that we are reading. In conclusion, this halacha, which has halachic definitions, which I mentioned based on the Rambam, and the halacha I just quoted now, as to where one should daven. Oh, I'd like to add something, excuse me. Uh, there's also halacha quoted in the name of the Rishonim, not universally agreed upon, that this only applies if you're davening in your house. If you're davening in a shul, there's no problem. Uh, why not? Uh, because a shul is makam tefillah. Uh, if, if the problem is basically psychological, then if it's an ad hoc place, you need to establish psychological environment that's appropriate. But if you're in a shul, it's automatically puts you in the right mood because a shul puts you in the right mood. It's not so clear that that's really true. I, I think that you know there are better shuls and, and worse shuls. But some post game quote that lahalacha. The main point is that I think there's a real chiddush here about what is a psychological basis for tefillah. The language of the Gemara, she'en gavhut lifnei makom, there is no haughtiness before God, I'm claiming, doesn't mean that you can't dominate if you think that you're better than God. That's so, that, that doesn't need to be said, that, that's clear, that, that's like pashat. En gavhut lifnei makom, a person who has any feeling of, and haughtiness is too strong a word, any feeling of highness, any feeling that he's worth more than zero, which is appropriate in many contexts, Really, the person should think that he's nothing all the time. But when you're standing before God, yeah, you're supposed to feel that you're nothing. Why? It's good for tefillah. Tefillah comes out of stretching out. I call to you from the bottom of the pit out to you, God, who are above, high, and in heaven. And that, it's not... I think 100% clear to everybody that there is the appropriate way to feel that's a nice way to daven but many people would like to daven as I pointed out I think this is essential in the Christian tradition in which we've un- unfortunately also absorbed a lot that tefillah comes from hitromumut ruach, from, from the expansion of the soul hitromumut is even better from, from the rising of the soul in Hebrew hitromay means to to be exalted to be elevated and people could and do daven Sometimes wonderful tefillah, not people being cynical, but but a beautiful tefillah that comes from hitromemutaluach, from from the exaltedness of our soul. But Chazal said that's not real tefillah. Tefillah comes from the emptiness of the soul, from the depression of the soul, the lonely call of the impoverished pauper in the night, from the depths, min from the pressure. From the straits, when I made zakaratika, mima makim kratich Hashem, tefila laani ki yatov. And that's all for today. 
as I said, there'll be no, uh, there's no Midrash Yomi until I come back from South Africa. Be back in Eretz Israel soon. Next week we'll go back to having the Midrash Yomi. This has been Ezra Bik, Shur in Mesechet Brachot Halacha Vavagada. Tomorrow there'll be Pashat HaShavua. Until then, Kol Tuv, Bebekata Torah Mitzion. You were listening to KMTT, the Torah podcast. Ki Mitzion, Tetzei Torah, Udvar Hashem, Yerushalayim.